Are you drinking more during the lockdown? Well, you are not alone. We are talking about the booming booze business on this edition of Money with Friends. Welcome to the Money with Friends podcast. I am certified financial planner, Bobby Rebel, host of the Financial Grown-Up podcast, coming to you from Lake Mayapak in Putnam County, New York. And coming to you from outside Detroit, Michigan, where we make the Stacky Benjamin Show, I'm Joe Salcihi. This is the Money News Show that includes commentary on recent headlines and stories with thought leaders from across the financial landscape. We break those stories down into what matters to you, our friends, and we leave you with a takeaway to make it your own. Today's show is brought to you by Tiller Money, your financial life updated in uh, Google Sheets automatically every day. The most flexible way to track your money in one place. Head to uh, money, excuse me, head to tillerhq.com forward slash MWF for more. It's funny. I read that all the time and couldn't get it out today. You can tell we do this live, everybody. We do do it live. This is why I write everything down just in case, especially for days like today, because it's so perfect that we're talking about booze and all the drinking that's going on. This is a story that I selected while drinking, ironically, and (laughs) I don't drink a lot. We were joking about this. We saw each other in Florida before all this started. And Joe, you can verify I was not drinking mainly for the calories, just because it can be very fattening. Um, But I also am just not a drinker. Um, but I was, I've been drinking a little bit more. So, and in fact, I do have a hangover this morning. My head is killing me. So if you guys are watching, I, this doesn't happen a lot. So send me your hangover, um, cures. You, we went out for a great meal at uh, Miramoto. Isn't it weird? This is just before everything shut down. It wasn't that long ago. And and by the way, that place was packed. I mean, think about it a week later, it was completely closed and it was packed and yeah. uh i think most of the table shared a bottle of wine and you and our engineer steve nope but everybody else i think i had double because you didn't have any just yeah saying. i rarely drink um as i said you know just because of the calories and i you know i tend to be a bit of a workaholic but i'm doing a little less working these days and a little more drinking and i'm not an experienced drinker so i don't have a sense of how much goes into a mixed drink and i made my own drink last night and i clearly don't have a good sense of proportions because i put a little too much of the alcohol and not as much of the mixer <laughs> and that's what happens because you're not so, a pro maybe, drinkers maybe that's a good yeah. reason so hey uh let's get into it though let's talk about drinking and coronavirus uh drinking wine specifically in coronavirus but first let's see which one of our friends is going to help us kick off today's show this is Lacey from the military money show friends check money check check friends with money Let's do this. All right. This story comes from New York Magazine. It is written by Josh Barra, and the headline is Drinking More Wine During the Lockdown. You are not alone. If you have been drinking more wine during the coronavirus crisis, you're not alone. Data from Nielsen shows that wine sales for off-premise consumption during the period from March 1 to April 18th were 29% higher than in the same period one year earlier. Total alcoholic beverage sales for off-premise consumption were up 24%. Of course, on-premise sales, sales at restaurants and bars have fallen off a cliff, but the rise in off-premise sales is exceeding the 20% benchmark Nielsen estimates is necessary to offset the on-premise losses. 
So a net gain, guys. That suggests alcohol consumption is up slightly in the crisis, a remarkably robust trend since most kinds of consumer activity are way down. Some of the extra alcohol sales may be attributable to pantry loading. Like with toilet paper, consumers may be buying extra alcohol now in case it becomes harder to find later. Customers might also buy in larger quantities than usual to reduce the frequency of their shopping trips. Nielsen reports sales growth has been especially strong for cases of beer, for example, while six-pack sales are actually down slightly and that a 1.75-liter handle sizes of hard liquor are selling especially well. I know about that. But there are indications that the extra sales are largely going into consumers' bodies. Consumers who told Nielsen they weren't keeping any more alcohol in hand than usual were nonetheless spending 13% more on alcohol for home consumption than they had a year earlier. As the economy gradually reopens, smaller wine producers will be dependent on the survival of other kinds of small businesses and the resilience of other industries. When wineries can reopen their tasting rooms, will tourists be willing to travel? McMillan is hoping for offsetting effects. Tourists may be less inclined to visit California from far away, but Californians may keep their own travel more local, returning to wine country before going to the East Coast or Europe. When will it be practical for restaurants and bars to reopen, and how long will it take them? and their distributors to work through wine inventories that have been ordered before the crisis. If restaurants are operating at reduced capacity, whether due to government orders or consumer hesitancy, it'll take longer to work through the wine backlog. And if there's an overall trend of consolidation, independent restaurants and small liquor retailers being more likely to close with uh, sales shifts toward the chains, that risks putting consolidation up the chain as those larger survivors tend to order wine from larger wineries. Smaller wineries, which often sit on the very valuable agricultural land, may themselves feel pressure to sell to larger, financially stronger competitors. McMillan urges them to innovate their businesses, improving their capacities for online sales, marketing to younger consumers about who may be more inclined to travel soon after uh, wineries reopen, adding outdoor seating so customers don't have to crowd into tasting rooms so they can adjust to the new shape of the market. In the meantime, Consumers should benefit from ongoing deals as wineries cut prices in an effort to move product and draw in new customers. If you're thinking about buying wine directly from a winery and you live in northern states like New York, you'll likely need to order soon if you want to avoid paying for air shipping. But because our state does not permit wine sales in supermarkets, wine shops are deemed essential by the state and generally open. So you may be able to find something interesting from a smaller producer without having to pay for shipping or worrying about the heat. Lots of changes going on uh, nationwide, not just in the in the winery business, but in every business. But I love this story, Bobby, not about the wine, but about more the microcosm of everything's changing. Nothing's ever going to be, you know, if you're looking for the same as we come out of this, there's no such thing as the same anymore. No, there is no such thing as the same. And our look, our personal habits are changing. The truth is people are doing these Zoom happy hours and at least among my friends, people are actually drinking a little bit more. I mean, I have a book club and we don't normally drink very much. Maybe a couple people might out of eight may have, you know, a glass of wine, that kind of thing. But this time when we did our book club, we were all drinking. No one was going home to do homework with kids. Maybe we should be doing more active with our kids, but we, we know what we were done. We were we were off duty and we all really wanted to have a glass of wine. So I think that, again, nobody, you know, we don't have the, the driving issue. And people do feel that there's a lot of pressure and it's kind of more acceptable to have 
a drink. And, uh, you know, I certainly have been drinking more, more significantly more because I really don't drink that much normally. So in that sense, I, I think that, you know, yeah, people are drinking more. I've watched a few documentaries with uh, entrepreneurs who travel the world as a business. And one thing that they had to change over time was as they toured, they had to feel like the tour wasn't the road, that the road was home. And let me explain what that is, because I think for now, a lot of people think, Bobby, that home equals a little bit of vacation because it's every day you know, seems to be this weird day where the family's all together and you get these feelings that you have only when you're on a weekend, right? Hey, the family's together, we're grilling out, but it's a random Tuesday. And because we're grilling out, that means that I have a little glass of Cabernet with my, with my meal. But, but I, I remember this one guy saying that when he first started touring as a business, he was a professional, he's a professional DJ. He said that, that he, his impetus was to party every night. He's like, I'm, I'm in a cool city. I got to go party. He goes, but after a couple months of that, your body starts to realize that you can't sustain the pace. And I think we're actually as not a country, but as a world, I think we're all going through that right now. We're going through this change. And I think in a couple months we're going to go, uh, I don't think I can keep this up. Yeah, I don't know. I First of all, I don't know how hev heavy drinking people are. I mean, I did have, like I said, I was joking that I had a, a quote, real drink last night and, you know, it affected me because I don't normally drink. But I, I see what you're saying. I remember my very first job. I was 15 years old. I was working at a bakery and I was really afraid that I would just eat so much of the delicious food that they had because every time, you know, something was even slightly damaged, you kind of nicked a cheesecake and it wasn't perfect. They couldn't sell it. They would chop it up and put it you know, kind of behind the scenes for everyone to snack on. So there was constantly all this, you know, delicious baked goods. And the truth is after a couple of days, like you said, I was over it. So you kind of get into it. You're like, wow, this is so great. It's so delicious. And then you're kind of like, meh. So we could see that happen. I, I, I don't disagree with that. But I also think that these are also businesses, just like all the other businesses. So I'm glad some businesses are, you know, at least even if it drops back and it's not an increase, at least maybe this is a business that can hold steady. Yeah, I think I'm with uh, Sarah here. We're uh, hanging out live on YouTube, uh, making today's show. If you want to hang out with us in the future, head to YouTube.com and put in Money with Friends and you'll find our channel. Uh, click subscribe and the bell. It'll tell you when we, we're going live. Uh, Sarah's hanging out with us and says, I was definitely drinking more, like every night more. I knocked mm -hmm. it off about two weeks ago. I've already lost five pounds. Everybody talks about the COVID-19, right? <laughs> it's, Quarantine 15. Yeah. Well, COVID-19, I think, is the name of oh, the- Oh, yeah. The yeah, thing, you're, right. and you're gaining 19 yes. pounds at the same time, but the, and you know, and all the jokes about wearing a mask inside, so you don't eat or drink as much, but the, um, the, the, the funny thing is I wasn't every, I was early on, maybe the first week and a half, like every other night I noticed I would, I would drink, uh, night one, not drink night two, drink night three and not, not, not great. I'm with Sarah. Uh, I do think people though, Bobby are drinking more than more than you think they are. I think there's, I think there's a lot of coping going on. And I think that yes. alcohol as a coping mechanism is, is changing, but let's get, I'm, 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 well, I think that's an important point of the story for me. The more important point is how these wineries are going to have to pivot. And I think that we're all going to have to pivot. I think there's a lot of pivot coming for every person and wineries is a microcosm um, looking at, at maybe moving, you know, tasting areas outside or having 
somebody bring the drink to your table instead of gathering around the, you know, the, the bar. Bobby's never been to a tasting room. She has no idea what we're, no, what we're talking about. Actually. Everybody gathers around this uh, like bar and they have people across the bar that are pouring little samples of their wines and wineries to, to, to show you what they have. I mean, you're all packed together and it really is fun because then you talk to the people right next to you about the tasting they're having versus what you're tasting and you're comparing notes and, and uh, having a lot of fun. That, that's, that's not going to continue for a small winery, big wineries, look at, uh, you know, selling cases and cases of wine, small wineries depend on that experience to make money. Like they, they make money because you come to this beautiful place in this vineyard, you're on the top of a hill with this gorgeous winery, looking out over the vines and drinking some vino and makes all the wine taste better. Yeah. And it's an experience. And the truth is many people that go to those, I think will then number one, they will purchase wine there while they're there that they'll have shipped home and then they may be subscribers and they may become ongoing customers. And they also then talk about it to their friends and family who may become more interested. So it is true that it's going to change a lot. Um, yeah. Like so many businesses adjusting. We have a lot of uh, folks in our, in our uh, YouTube. We're all apparently today. people like talking about drinking. I think that's the, that's the thing. Gun says wine's the only alcohol I drink, but I've been drinking less. I wonder why that is. That's a, that seems to be against the curve, Gun, which I guess is is a is a is a good thing. And Oliver says it's uh, 11 a.m. here on the East Coast as we're as we're making this uh, podcast. And uh, hope uh, Oliver uh, it said just open a beer. So. <laughs> It's, well, that's the thing. It's, you know, it's almost, I, I, you see this meme a lot of places where you, they talk about the next generation is going to be run by a bunch of, you know, kids that were homeschooled by day drinkers. Right. And, you know, there's some truth to that. I mean, I have not become a day drinker yet, but it could happen. I mean, I'm still in that phase where I'm not cutting back. I'm, I'm because like I said, I drink so little, it's still something that it's new and it's a coping mechanism for me, but um, I could see that, you know, five o'clock becomes four o'clock becomes three o'clock and, uh, yeah, yeah. Pretty easy when you don't have to drive anywhere. You just jump on a zoom call, grab a bottle of, uh, a bottle of wine, put a paper bag around it and you're good to go. No, I'm, I don't, I'm yeah. joking. Okay. And this is going downhill. Okay. Let's go to our Instagram because our wonderful producer did post the story, did post a question for us. She asked our Instagram friends, and by the way, we posted this, um, just before we came on. So this is a very small sampling. I just want to stress that. Um, in the past two months, have you been drinking more? 75% yes. Okay. So it was, when I looked a couple minutes ago, it was about 50-50. And it's now, and again, this is just because we just posted it. It's now 61% said no. But I, I mean, we could check back in five minutes. It could be different. Yeah. So because it literally just came out. I mean, we have, we have like, about less than 20, 20 votes. So that's very small sampling. Usually we get a lot more. So I don't want to call that an official sampling, but just for fun, we did ask people. So. In just a moment, Bobby and I are going to have our big takeaways from today's show. But first, I want to talk a little bit about our sponsor, Tiller Money, your financial life in Google Sheets or Excel spreadsheets automatically updated each day. The way that it works is that is that it automatically updates your spreadsheet with your daily spending, your transactions, your account balances from over 21,000 
different sources. Tiller Money securely imports all your data from your banks, your credit cards, your mortgages, your brokerages, and over 20,000 other sources. There's a simple one-time setup to get there. You just sign up for Tiller. You have uh, a 30-day free trial to kick the tires and see how it works. You then link your accounts, and they use the same uh, encryption, 256-bit A. ES encryption that banks use and then choose your platform whether you want Google Sheets or Microsoft Excel they both work with Tiller Money choose uh, what type of a of a um a spreadsheet uh, uh, system you want to use. You can either design your own or use one of many, 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 many that Tiller users have used and put on the site. Uh, check it out at tillermoney.com at tillerhq.com forward slash MWF for more. And by the way, you get a 30, uh, excuse me, 20% off the, uh, the annual subscription. If you use our link. Almost very bungled well that. Almost bungled that too. Not very well said. But we are live today, and it's yeah. uh, it's a lot of fun. All right, Bobby, what's our takeaway for today? Okay, so I am full disclosure. I am the poster child for this trend. I think not only is it going to continue, but even though it may moderate, as Joe said, but I do think that as we get into the warmer months, people are going to start to drink even more if we are still in lockdown. Um, in terms of getting creative with drinks, maybe going beyond wine to more summer fun drinks as people get outside more, even um, if we have a partial lockdown, because a lot of us just want to recreate some of the recreational recreational normalcy in our evolving normal. Um, I, it'll be interesting to watch. I don't know. And I also just want to thank our YouTube audience for the um, hangover cures that they have posted. <laughs> I will be getting some water with electrolytes next time um, a member of my family goes out to the supermarket, which we try to not do too much, but um, water with electrolytes. Got it. Thanks, guys. I think uh, looking at the changing face of business, well, I think there's two takeaways here. Uh, I like the whole coping thing. And by the way, understanding when when your coping mechanism becomes bad, like Sarah said, uh, I think is also a, a, a great point. But but looking at how companies are pivoting and the encouragement here from the expert in this piece, talking to companies, thinking about pivoting. I don't think this is advice just for companies. I think this is advice for all of us. If we're not pivoting to where things are headed, I think where our business is in trouble. And that's when, you know, there was a big book in the early 2000s or maybe late 90s that was about this, Who Moved My Cheese, right? It was this monster bestseller about people that just sit around and complain that the cheese was moved instead of just moving with the cheese. We have to all move with the cheese, Bobby. Yes, I, I agree completely. And I think, look, a lot of these businesses are adjusting and doing more selling direct to consumers because they're not selling to restaurants as much or not at all in many cases. So they're, they're doing their best to evolve. And I support that. How do people help us uh, make the show? You can be part of our audience, first of all, by coming to us on YouTube where we are now. Just go to YouTube, search for Money with Friends. And you can be part of our Instagram stories. Um, go to Instagram stories at Money Friends Pod. That's also our handle on Twitter. And that is where we post our polls and our questions and quizzes. And then we uh, reveal them on the show. And you can be part of the show and get a shout out. So that's pretty cool. You can tell I'm still battling the hangover. But um, I got it out there, Joe. I got it out at hey. Money Friends Pod. It, ta -da. it is ta -da. always always fun making this live. Uh, on Monday, we're back talking about 
Airbnb uh, in the news recently. Airbnb themselves has been in the news if they, as they've struggled, uh, like hotel chains have struggled. But because of their model, there's a bunch of people struggling right now. We've got some lessons uh, that we can all learn from that. On behalf of Bobby, I'm Joe. We'll see you back here on Monday at Money with Friends. Bye-bye. This show is created and hosted by Joe Saul Cihai and Bobby Rebel, and is a joint venture of BRK Media LLC and Stacking Benjamins LLC, copyright 2020. Ryan Sini and Nicole Thornhill from Pro Podcast Solutions engineered this show, and Ashley Wall is the producer. For a list of the thought leaders who appear on the podcast, head to our website, moneywithfriendspodcast.com. You can also check out our schedule for upcoming recording sessions so you can join us and be a part of the show. As with anything, remember, you shouldn't take advice from any of us or other video or podcasts without first talking to your financial advisor and that the people in this episode are here for your and their entertainment purposes only. I'm Joe's mom's neighbor, Doug, and we'll see you back here next time with another episode of Money with Friends.